Welcome to LilyPod episode 57. Women, let's not underestimate our men. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, LilyPod listeners. And today we have uh, a subject that's kind of important, and it's one we don't talk about enough, in my opinion. Uh, Women, let's not underestimate our men. Now, this has arisen recently uh, for me because I've had a number of experiences where somebody has reached out to collaborate with Lily as we've been growing and, and getting bigger. And it seems like virtually always they reach out to Kathy and they don't copy me on the communication. And it's happened enough that I, you know, I've started to conclude that it's more than just coincidence that they just reached out to the first person that they found. And I think we at least need to explore the possibility that this isn't something malicious or whether somebody's trying deliberately to leave me out. I, I don't see it like that. I see it as a subtle cultural paradigm. And what does that mean? Well, I think there is a, an assumption, maybe even an unconscious assumption by many people that relationships, feelings, and that sort of thing are really the realm of women, that, that those are the concerns of women. And I, I read a column recently where someone sort of jokingly said, you know, can you imagine the Marlboro man in therapy? And no, the Marlboro man is rugged. He's tough. He's not uh, connected to his feelings and perhaps would rather believe he doesn't have them. Uh, And so I think there is this sort of subtle and unconscious assumption that that women kind of have cornered the market in the realm of relationships and feelings. And I don't think that does justice either to women or men. Uh, Women need men that they can connect with, uh, both in their feelings and important relationship principles. And... Uh, men need to be respected in being able to share their feelings without feeling emasculated or in some way insufficient. Uh, And I think there is, you know, from the time you were a little child, if you were a boy, you were told big boys don't cry. Why are you crying about that? That sort of thing. And and on up, uh, as we've gotten older, I think this stereotype applies not only to men, but women have been raised with it too. And so watching a man showing deep emotion can be very disconcerting 
uh, and uncomfortable for many women. Um, Kathy, do you think I'm fairly characterizing this situation or these concerns? Yes, it's definitely something I've noticed and have wondered why it would happen because I know how passionate you are about our work. I know how involved you are in the writing, in the coaching, in the podcasts and videos we create. We're both doing this and we're both showing up. So right. why would it, there be a discrepancy? Yeah, I mean, it's been our intention from the beginning to be a husband-wife team, to be equal partners, and to contribute not necessarily always the same things, but in equal measure to the success of the organization. Uh, and we do know other organizations where, you know, the, the wife is the one sort of out in front uh, and the husband is kind of behind the camera or helping with the technical stuff. That's okay. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not saying it shouldn't be like that if that's the choice that couple has made. But in our case, we have had the intention from the beginning to be equal partners in this. And yet, I think many still make the sort of underlying assumption that well, this must be Kathy's idea and Kathy's organization and Jeff's kind of playing along to be a good husband. And I assure you that that isn't the case. Now, maybe I'm misinterpreting it. And if any of you want to respond and give us other thoughts, uh, that would certainly be welcome. Uh, one response I've gotten from a few women I've discussed this with is, well, oftentimes women feel more comfortable discussing emotions and feelings and relationships with other women, which I think is part of what I'm objecting to. Um, I feel like, yeah, I know that that is the case, but is that, does that serve us? Does it serve us to have relationships where men are thought to be less competent in the realm of feelings, emotions, and so forth? Well, if it's not about the competence and it's just about their comfort level, do you object to people going with their comfort? I think it's sort of a hidden bias and I don't like it. Um, if, if I said, you know, I'm really more comfortable talking with a white person as a therapist rather than a black person, I would be looked at as racist, right? Um, so when we're talking about about this in terms of men and women, oftentimes we think, well, it's some people are just more comfortable with women than men. And I've even asked myself if I am uh, more comfortable that way, if I've contributed to this sort of feeling. Um, but uh, anyway, the, the question about uh, underestimating men, um, Kathy, do you think that in our society, relationship talk is girl talk? And if so, how do you feel about that? I do think it has been at times for sure, partly because we're not seeing men show up in those conversations as, as vocally, and partly because women have that tendency to want to relate and emote and support each other in our feelings and men might prefer doing something else. Right. We've seen, we've seen that uh, 
in our own efforts in our organization. Uh, and I'll give you a couple of quick examples. One, uh, we made a post in our Facebook group uh, asking men, what are the things that scare them off from dating certain women? And we started to get a few comments from men and then the post was rapidly hijacked by women. And so we deleted it and started over and said, please only men comment on this. And then, you know, we'll later have one where women can comment specifically too. Well, on that post, uh, I tagged a hundred people in it, a hundred men, and we did get some good discussion. Uh, and some really honest comments, and that was helpful. So they showed up because we made sure that it came across their feed. And they were specifically invited in that way to to comment. And women were specifically disinvited to hijack the conversation. Right. And then uh, later we did uh, the post for, for women to comment on what, you know, what scares you off, if anything, about certain men. And we had a lot of good and constructive comments there too. But we didn't have to tag a hundred people in it to get that. Women just showed up and commented. And I mean, we had our Lily dinner recently, uh, the second one we've had. And there were, I don't know, 15, 16 people there or something. Two single men showed up. The previous, and that was double the number of single men that showed up from the previous one. Uh, but it was still only two. And we had this whole room full of, you know, beautiful, impressive women. Positive energy. In yeah, the very room. much so. Yeah. And no men for them to talk to. I mean, not no men, but not very many. I mean, we had a great time anyway, honestly. Oh, yeah, sure. It was great. But we want to encourage men to show up more in those kinds of opportunities and to be confident that, you know, your opinion matters too. Your way of seeing the world matters. And, and I think some of this comes from, again, that Marlboro man stereotype. Or my mom used to talk about how in her generation, every girl wanted to marry a John Wayne, you know, somebody that was rugged and tough and almost like Superman, you know, impervious to pain and heroic. And I think to some degree, all men want to fulfill that stereotype. And I guess that's all right, except when it comes to the beliefs that feeling emotions and expressing emotions is a sign of weakness. Um, Kathy, do you have thoughts on that? I do. I, I think that is a wrong assumption. I think it's understandable that we've created that in our society because of the masculine and the feminine and all of that. But the truth is men are struggling with their mental health in such a capacity that it's proven statistically more of them commit suicide. And that is a staggering statistic that, that is showing that men need to show up for their own mental health needs more readily than they have been. And we want to support that in the way we're viewing our men and our women in terms of we're all important, we all have a voice, and we all 
have things to contribute to relationships. I mean, we're not in relationships by ourselves. Now we are in relationship with ourselves and with our children, with our friends and family. But when it comes to intimate relationships, they're between a man and a woman. It's not a woman in charge of all of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a, is an interesting topic uh, because it does reveal some of the biases and stereotypes that that we live with, and maybe we're not even consciously aware of them. But I'll give an example of where I think this has played out in my life, and, and I don't think this is too personal to share. In my first marriage, um, sometimes I would come home from a rough day at work, and something you know, some challenge had arisen or some setback had occurred as I was building my business or something. And I would begin to talk to my wife about it. My wife at that time, not Kathy. And I would say something like, you know, my, my uh, biggest client or one of my biggest clients uh, is unhappy and might fire me. And that's just an example, but she would immediately become worried about how this was going to affect her. Uh, does that mean we're not going to have as much money? Does that mean, and by the time I was done with the conversation with her, I was even more worried and frustrated than before um, instead of feeling comforted. But I think when I would seem fearful, she would automatically get fearful. And so I didn't have anyone uh, at least not in my marriage, who I could come and talk to about my frustrations, the things that had gone wrong in the day, or anything like that, because she couldn't handle me expressing any emotions or worries or anything like that. And I think that that's actually pretty common. Um, we think of women as being more emotionally competent and they want men to show their feelings more, but only the nice ones, only the easy ones, only the ones that make us feel good. And, you know, if, if you're a man and you feel a lot of financial stress or whatever else, it's so great to be able to go and just tell your wife and have her be empathetic and, you know, supportive and express her belief in you and all those kinds of things. So, Kathy, what's your reaction to all that? Well, first of all, I do understand financial concerns, especially if you're a woman who is at home taking care of the kids in the house and you don't have any power or control over the financial matters. When you hear there's a problem, that's, that's understandable that you would be concerned. Also, I think we have a tendency <clears throat> excuse me, to feel each other, like to, to be empathic, I, not everyone, but I think a lot of women are fairly sensitive and can start feeling that stress of the husband in herself. And one of the, the best ways I know of to, to overcome that so we can actually be there for our loved ones is to make sure that we're in a good place when we have those kinds of conversations which means taking care of ourselves. And we'll talk more about that in our next episode, which will be uh, in reverse. Because right. we often, I think, underestimate all of our needs, men's needs and women's, and women's needs. needs. Of mm -hmm. course, in different ways. But yes, I agree with that. 
Um, and I look forward to discussing uh, the women's perspective uh, in that episode. I think that when, it, with regard to what Kathy said, I, I hope I haven't given the misimpression to anyone that I think a wife is responsible for her husband's feelings. Um, you don't have to be responsible for his feelings to be empathetic as opposed to empathic and to be reassuring. Uh, you don't have to even necessarily agree with what he's saying. Uh, it's, it's more a matter of, I love you. I'm here for you. You know, I'm, how about a hug? Let's, you know, let me, why don't you go sit down and, and let me get you something to drink? I mean, anything like that. Uh, and, and, you know, in, in fairness, I would say I try to do those things for Kathy too. If I know she's having a hard day and I can see it on her face, I'll ask about it. You know, you look really stressed. What's, what's going on? And, and I think that's a, that's a way in which we can show our love. And when you're a man and you're feeling really insecure and, you know, maybe in a difficult place with worry or anxiety or whatever, um, having your wife express her belief in you and her love for you is a, is, it's tremendously helpful. And sometimes we men need to reach out and let our wives know, look, I'm, I mean, the other night I, we were laying in bed and get sort of getting ready to drift off to sleep and the TV was on, I think. And I said to Kathy, I'm, I'm really in a bad mood right now. And uh, all she did was said, I'm sorry, you're in a bad mood. And she started to stroke my hair. Wow, that makes such a huge difference. Um, it's a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. Because instead of feeling judged, I felt cared about. Sometimes we think we need to show up in these grand ways, or we need to resolve the problem, or, you know, we need to fix something. And right. sometimes we just want to be listened to. Sometimes we just want to be cared about. And I actually think you're pretty good at that, Jeff, because of, I think, the thoughts that you have about it. And I've, I, I remember you've told me in times past that just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean I have to have a bad day. Just because you are feeling a certain way about something doesn't mean I have to feel that way. And so this is like my life, the life coach training, stepping into this conversation right now in me thinking, okay, well, the reason why you're good at listening and being able to be there for me when I'm having feelings is because you're not taking them on yourself. And you're doing that specifically with the thought, my feelings are independent of yours. Right. And when you're meeting with a client, you know, how far are you going to get if everything that comes out of their mouth, you're judging it, you know, or having feelings about it. or having feelings about it. Well, you know, you want the client and we, Kathy and I both work this way. We want our clients to feel um, like they're in a safe place to express what they think and what they feel and what their needs are. And, and so we have to withhold judgment 
in order to to get there. And and yes, we'll have things to suggest to people, and we'll have you know help them in many cases find their own solution. But point being, uh, we can't treat our spouses necessarily different uh, if we come up with a lot of negative feelings or even the Mr. Fix-It thing can come across as I'm being judged. And how many of you are really open when someone is judging you? Uh, Very seldom. And so that's an important thing. I think going from women to men and from men to women, I think the difference that I see sometimes is we expect our men to be all armor and nails. And on the subject Kathy mentioned a few minutes ago, men commit suicide at about three times the rate of women. Interestingly, uh, they also, uh, men also only seek mental health treatment. One third, one third of the mental health sessions, uh, outpatient sessions, whether it's counseling or, or actually medical, uh, one third of them are men, two thirds are women. So men are committing suicide at a higher rate, but they're seeking mental health treatment a lot less often. Why? Seems like that might be a correlation there. Right. I mean, they're not getting the help they need. And so they hit rock bottom and they don't feel like there's any solution or, and so I, I think a big part of this episode is to encourage men to believe that it is a strength to seek mental health treatment if they need it. And to take care of their own emotional and mental health in a, on a daily basis, just like all of us. I but would like, we to, all need that. Yes, we do. Uh, and, and it reminded me when Kathy was talking about that, of the episode uh, we had um, with Ganolin Condi, uh, which was great. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. But uh, one thing I think is often the case is we men need to connect just as much as women do. We need to feel connected to people. You might connect in different ways. Right. And, uh, and so that's, that's uh, an important thing to recognize and, and realize that having an unshareable problem is an incredible burden. Now, there may be days when I need to talk about how rough my day was and Kathy's not in the space to listen to me you know, that, I mean, normally she's good that way, but, but, you know, everybody has a bad day and sometimes you're going to have a bad day both at the same time. And it's still your responsibility to take, to take care of yourself. So you may reach out. I mean, I might reach out to my cousin, who's a very good friend of mine and express something because I need to talk, but, uh, but Kathy is on one of those rare occasions when it's not a good day for her. And so I think uh, that's an important thing to realize is it's not all on your partner. You know, you have lots of places to go and people to talk to if you just need to blow off some steam and, you know, vent a little bit or whatever, there's lots of places you can go uh, for that. And I encourage you to do that. If If your boyfriend or girlfriend is having a bad day, and they're not really in a space to be as supportive and helpful as they would like to be, call up a different friend and just talk about things. Yeah. And for those of our our listeners who are 
are married, we encourage you to take that pressure off the relationship to always have that be the thing that needs to meet your needs. Uh, in fact, we're really encouraging people to meet their own needs, sometimes through other people, sometimes through a significant other, sometimes through therapy, sometimes through life coaching, sometimes through just simply a friend. Right. And I, I would add to the suggestion Kathy made a minute ago, uh, to reiterate it, she suggested that men need to take care, you know, take responsibility for their own mental health and check in with check in with uh, each other, uh, check in with themselves, and, and really pay attention to their, their mental health and take responsibility for caring for themselves. And that can include reaching out and involving other people. Uh, it could include medical care. It could include counseling. It could include just talking to a buddy while you're watching a basketball game. It could be lots of things, uh, depending on your situation and your needs. Uh, but I want to add to that important suggestion. We need to change the cultural paradigm that we're operating in so that we, and I want you to all write this phrase down if you have to, vulnerability is courageous. It really is. And that's, and we need to adopt that as a cultural paradigm. So Women, if you're dating a guy and he starts telling you his fear and insecurity about this or that thing, instead of thinking, oh, he's a whiner and he's weak, think this is a guy that is not afraid to tell you how he feels. And that is a strength. Right. And that, you know, that doesn't mean he needs to do it with weepy tears, maybe sometimes, uh, but it, it really just means that if you want a man that expresses his feelings, and a lot of women have said that, they want a man that expresses his feelings, well, be prepared to hear a wide variety of feelings because we have them too. And we're not emotionally incompetent the way a lot of women think we are. Um, we may not be as verbal in many cases. Now, I don't think that's true of me. I think I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> verbal and have a pretty high emotional IQ in that respect. But uh, a lot of men are not as accustomed to talking about their feelings. Um, but I think, you know, we have insights and important things to say too. And we want to be heard, but I think sometimes we're, we're so used to shutting that part of ourselves down that, you know, there's a, the minute there's some sort of objection or judgment of our feelings we shut down. And I actually do want to put the caveat on this vulnerability as strength with there's also strength in moving from being vulnerable and, you know, being able to share when we're upset and frustrated and moving into a place of sh back into our shalom you know, recognize when we're feeling disrupted and get back to our peace. There is strength in not only the sharing of the problem, but in being willing to be part of the solution. As right. Well. And you may not do that in the first 30 minutes or the first hour or the first day, because you may need a minute to process. But 
it's true that ultimately we want to find our shalom sooner rather than later. And, you know, I think, uh, I think spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends, dating partners can, can do a lot for each other in that regard. Now that doesn't, doesn't mean, like I said before, that my wife or before we were married, my girlfriend was responsible to make me feel better when I felt bad. Uh, but if she shows up and is kind and nice to me, it, it does help. And, uh, and hopefully the same going the other way. I think oftentimes women make the mistake of underestimating men's emotional capacity. And so it can take on kind of a lecturing tone or, you know, there can be kind of a, a of a sense that, you know, men are dumb. And, and I think men are dumb in some ways. I mean, we don't get your hints very well when it, you know, when it comes to dating, uh, we're much more straightforward that way. Uh, we're not very subtle when it comes to hearing a woman's hints that she'd like to get to know us better. Uh, but in a lot of respects, uh, I think men do have great emotional capacity. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not being discovered until somebody shoots himself. And that's, that's a tragedy that we need to put a stop to in our society. Absolutely. And I, I was just thinking about first dates because that's been a topic that's coming up in our group lately. I think sometimes first dates are, might be two people being vulnerable and sharing a lot. Uh, sometimes Sometimes people will see that as oversharing too soon, too much without building trust first. And sometimes people will see that as a, a strength because they want to know what they're getting up front and they, and they want to know very quickly if, if that relationship is going to work. Regardless of what camp you're in, whether you prefer all the information up front or you like to divulge and have be divulged to in a more systematic fashion, uh, maybe a little bit slower pace. Either way, it can be important to go on more than one date with a person. I mean, obviously not if you know for sure on 100% there, there are incompatibility factors that will not work. But to go from that vulnerability where you're sharing all this stuff it's helpful to have another setting, another frame of rhyme, uh, frame of mind, another frame of reference to with which to to evaluate that person on their own life journey, to know if they are moving from that vulnerability that all the stuff they've experienced in life that has been difficult for them, and making it an integral part of their character in the best of ways. Right. You know, I don't know why, but that reminded me of a book I read somewhat recently, and it was given to me by a male friend of mine, actually, that's in our ward. It's called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And he talks about how, you know, men have different needs than women and they, where women tend to want safety, men tend to want adventure. And, you know, he, he, while this is obviously widely variable, between individuals, he was sort of pointing to generally, uh, 
that there are differences between men and women and both bring something really valuable to relationships. And so one thing that I want to say uh, again, and I can't say it enough, um, let's not underestimate our men. Uh, let's uh, allow men to be uh, vulnerable without thinking that they're weak. If you've ever been in a conversation where you talked too much and you realized that you missed an opportunity to hear what the other person had to say, something that might have positively impacted your life. I know I have been in that situation before. I'm sure we all have. I think this is what we're talking about. We're losing the opportunity to know our men, to know their feelings, to know the deepest desires of their hearts if we are shutting them down because we think they're not capable of expressing it right, or we think that it's going to negatively impact us if they do. I, and also, as Gaina Lynn said very wisely, a, men's a man's capacity to be the hero, to be the person who shows up in, at his job every day and does his best to provide for his family is dependent upon his mental health. Right. And so if we can support our men in the needs they have, just like all of us here in this human life, to support their own mental health and their own emotional well-being and even physical well-being, they're going to be able to show up better for us in all the ways they want to and all the ways we want them to. Right. So the question uh, that I'd like to pose now, I'd like to pose a couple of them actually. Can you see your husband as a hero husband the day he loses his job or his biggest client? Can you believe in his emotional capacity and actually listen to him? And this goes for dating partners too. Uh, do we just assume that the girls will understand better than the men will and always default to talking to our girlfriends about the feelings of our heart? Or do we give the men in our lives a chance to be understanding, to help navigate the minefield of emotions that we all feel, and to be loving? I think, I think we don't do that enough. And I'm hopeful that in this episode, we've helped to convey that you know, we, we do ourselves a disservice if we underestimate men, both, uh, you know, in, in our organization, if, if you see us as a one woman team, instead of a husband wife team, you won't get as much out of it in terms of relationships. That's true the world over in a whole variety of contexts. We need each other. We need each other's perspectives, each other's participation, each other's love and support. And, uh, and I think part of the key to that is making it okay for men to be vulnerable. So remember, friends, any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to LilyPod and get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. 
We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com.